Hi, everybody. Steve Wollenhouse here, your host on Anatomy of Success. And this week, eight ways to be more effective in our fight against stress. That's the topic. So glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back. Again, this is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Welcome. Glad you joined us. If it's your first time, please subscribe to the podcast. Anybody that likes what we're doing here, we appreciate ratings and reviews to drive awareness. Then head over to weatherology.com. Find the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. And then find me under About Us, and you'll find links to LinkedIn, Facebook, as well as Instagram, and I hope you follow along. Lots of people have reached out to me on various social platforms expressing their concern over stress, so I've dedicated some episodes to this topic. And ironically, a lot of the stress that I'm picking up on that people are suffering from is the product of work-related stress. And if work is the primary source of our stress, then what we do when we aren't working is the anecdote for keeping stress under control. A lot of people have very ambiguous boundaries between work and leisure time. Work bleeds over into our personal lives and we don't take the time we need to dedicate to alleviating stress and feeling better about ourselves. and well-being is the answer. One of my four tenets of equanimity is health and it's non-negotiable folks as we talk about here. I believe focusing on better health physically and mentally keeps stress under control. It's preventative. We're being proactive and it creates a diversion away from our work that enables us to keep work in perspective. Most people work way too much. They overwork. And that's the product of modern workplaces where we're always accessible and people think they can reach out anytime and we feel compelled to respond. For many decades, I was able to maintain a prolific pace building my businesses from age 21 through my 20s, through my 30s, into my 40s, still making health a top priority, but getting very little sleep. And we all know that's not the advisable approach to take. Some of us are very different. I make the argument that we all need different amounts of sleep. Some of us can function well and very little. Now, if there's any detrimental long-term side effects, we don't know, but that was the sacrifice I made because I wanted to build my business more than I wanted to sleep eight hours consistently every night, and I couldn't anyway. It was a 24-hour-a-day business that required my attention most of the time in the very beginning. You know, many people are just working long hours, believing that that's the recipe for success. Long hours, grinding, hustling. But in the process, we neglect the other areas of our life that are essential for happiness, health, healthy relationships. And over a period of time, we start to suffer the ramifications of that in the form of depression. And uh, we just feel horrible because we know we're expending too much energy on this one thing that may not even be paying the dividends we desire that it pays. And we're seeing these other aspects of our life suffer. That's preventable, and that's where some of our stress comes from. A study at Stanford University discovered that productivity declines anyway after 55 hours per week. So many people that are working way past that, the productivity unfortunately suffers. We need to make health and wellness top priority to achieve maximum success at work and to keep stress under control. Here are eight things I think can help us decompress. According to Bruce Lee, it is not the daily increase, but the daily decrease. Hack away at the inessentials. Number one, boundaries with technology. And we talk about this a lot, but I love technology, new apps, but I also don't do everything. I don't do Twitter. I don't do Snapchat. I don't do TikTok. 
I did jump on the new Clubhouse app, but I can see, as we've talked about before, some very dangerous consumption patterns that are taking place with some friends that I know. And it's easy to drift in the direction of overextending ourselves on those platforms. The problem, we get connected on these platforms under the auspices of believing those are real connections and somehow a healthy substitute for genuine connections. And we fail to establish boundaries that allow us to disconnect and walk away. We have the notifications on, constantly reminding us we're missing out on something. Answering email around the clock is another example. Constantly checking social media creates stress by producing a sense of urgency that makes it feel like it's so important that we got to check in. It elevates our blood pressure. It creates anxiety. I felt it myself. I've had to set firm boundaries with technology. We have to come up with a schedule that allows us to be in complete control of the digital content we're consuming. Next, my time. You know, a lot of people lose track of time in pursuit of success. For me, ownership of my time is equally as important as the financial aspects of success. Having the money is great, but if you don't have the time to enjoy a great life, what's the point, right? Finding time for yourself is incredibly challenging for many people, but it's absolutely imperative to set a precedent from the inception of your business ambitions so that you have the time to allocate for yourself, not only for self-care, but to get away from work and have time to be creative. Set aside time, preferably early, when we can focus on passions and invigorating our soul with things on a personal level that make work more meaningful. Early mornings are best for me because that's when our mental energy is at its peak early in the day. I get up at 3.30 as we've talked about here. Everybody is different. Get up at whatever time works for you. I like the early mornings because for many years I got up at 2. 3.30 feels like sleeping in. People with young kids demanding careers, we're going to need to have the discipline to set time aside early in the day to squeeze in those things that we need to do because you know how the day goes with kids and work. It gets out of control quick, then you get tired. You don't want to work out at 5 p.m. You're exhausted. My time. We have to create our time and make time a priority in our schedule. Next, health, of course. There's no excuse for not making health top priority, folks. Normally, we just don't like the pain, discomfort, and the discipline required to make exercise a priority. It's that simple. Exercise reduces stress, though, and it helps stimulate creativity. Find activities that inspire us, make us move our body, make us want to move our body and do it often. You know, a lot of people say, I got to run because running is the best thing to do. They hate running. They get sore. They don't like it. So they give up. Find whatever it is that you like doing that will encourage you to move your body every day, but make health a top priority. You'll thank me for this. Next, be curious. It's no mystery that curiosity fades as we get older. Studies have shown children under the age of five are most curious, and then curiosity precipitously declines as we get older. That's so sad, but it's so true. Passion is something we create, we work on, we cultivate, and that requires effort and a big imagination, folks. Play is a critical part of that. And I know it sounds silly, but play promotes curiosity, and it will help things like stimulating innovation, 
technological ideas that we want to dream up. Things like playing music, reading, writing, painting. Watch kids play sometime and you'll see how that cultivates passion and creativity. And that can be used later in life as a tool for helping us feel more curious. Once in a while, I go out in my garage and I still shoot hockey pucks or a tennis ball at a hockey net. You know, gets my mind off whatever and I disappear and shoot in the puck. It's fun. It's play. And it helps me be curious and it helps stimulate creativity. Next, family time. You know, many people, they go on vacations and I see them on the beach with their young kids dabbling on their phone when they could be playing with those kids. When I was traveling with my kids, I gave them my undivided attention. Sandcastles, swimming, in the pool, water parks, we did it all. And I have no regrets because my relationship now with my grown-up kids is remarkable. That time slips by fast. We're at the park, we're on the phone, our kids are playing. Let's get involved. Let's play with our kids. These are the things we regret, I'm telling you, later in life. It's so easy to assume whatever that we are focused on is far more important than this moment in time we can share with our kids. And I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but making family top priority is one of those things that we do later in life. We're so glad we did make family a top priority and watch stress dissipate. It's interrelated and it also helps elevate happiness. You know, I believe stress is caused by being here, but wanting to be there. We got to be spontaneous too. That's something I need to work on. I do, and it makes a difference. I love routines and I make the argument routines are essential for success. However, being spontaneous, that's equally as important. We got to try new things, plan some fun things. The anticipation is what energizes our sense of pleasure. And it's a healthy form of pleasure. Incidentally, it's eudaimonic, as we've talked about. We got to look forward to doing things that are fun. It's a great way to keep our mood high, keep stress low, and keep us in a favorable disposition. Next, we do have to form routines, though. As I mentioned earlier, routines are absolutely essential. I get up at 3.30 each day, even on the weekends. I don't break that routine, and my routine is the reason why I get so much accomplished. Once we train our body to get up early, we no longer need that alarm clock. Our circadian rhythms function at their best. We get our work done. We respond accordingly to the automatic schedule because we get up, we're energized, we're excited. We know exactly what we need to do. Disrupting that natural cycle, that's one of the reasons many people feel wiped out and emotionally depleted. And that, of course, leads to stress. We got to form routines. We got to stay focused. We have to train our mind and our body to perform at their very best by setting structure and routine. Next, we got to plan and prepare. I stay very productive even on the weekends. I get work done. I use that time efficiently and I plan my week ahead so that everything operates like a well-oiled machine. I'm very surprised how many people want great success but squander their weekends rewarding themselves for all the hard work they did during the week. Listen, rewards are great, but we got to decide how much rewarding are we doing at the expense of getting things done that need to get done that we could be getting done. Weekends 
ends two more days. And if you really love your work and you're creating work that's meaningful, work and leisure, it's very difficult to differentiate the two. We have a hard time making the distinction because work doesn't feel like work. It feels like fun. We want to create work that feels like fun. We got to find time to plan so that we can focus on execution and getting those things done, even if that means getting things done on the weekend. You know, much of the stress that we feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what we started out to get done. And these things that we talked about here today, I think can be incredibly helpful in helping us create structure, routine, having the discipline to walk away from work, set boundaries with technology, learn to own our time, and learn to be curious and make health and family top priorities. Hope you benefited from this time we shared today. I did. I love sharing what we learned together and applying that and watching you grow. It's tremendously gratifying. This is Anatomy of Success. I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Come back again. Join us next week. Until then, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic.